to today with Marilyn and Sarah. We are so thrilled to get some time with you and that you would spend time with us. And I was thinking about a testimony I heard recently. This is really powerful. Um, a lady in our church came up to me and she said, you know, Sarah, uh, I just want to let you know that I was in jail and I had been kind of really lost, totally lost. And God completely helped me get out of jail. But not only that, God has turned turned around the inside on my own emotions and my own thinking. So I don't have the same kinds of behaviors. And I found that to be a really powerful testimony for transformation. You might be watching right now. Maybe you need transformation in yourself. Transformed um, out of addiction. Transformed out of despair. Transformed out of depression, transformed out of anger, maybe transformed out of poverty, all kinds of ways that God can transform us. So hop on the phone, get on the website. God, absolutely nothing and no one is impossible for God. And partners, thank you so much for partnering with us and helping us to cover the earth with the word. We could not do what we do without you, each and every individual partner. Thank you again and again. And mom, we have a really powerful oh, guest we that do. we're interviewed today. Who is this? Well, this is Deborah Paquet, and she has a book called 30 Days to Taming Finances. <laughs> so, you know, we don't have to worry about whether it applies to us because everybody deals with finances. So I want to encourage you to watch. I, of course, I want to encourage you to get her book or books and pass them on to others. And I believe that God has put this, she has a special calling and a special anointing. And so this is a special anointed time for you. So watch and receive and know that God wants to be a blessing in your financial life. Marilyn and Sarah have been covering the earth with the word on television for over 50 years. But television isn't the only way their ministry can be viewed. Today with Marilyn and Sarah can be seen on platforms such as YouTube, Roku, Fire TV, as well as podcasts on iTunes and Google. It's easier than ever to be encouraged with God's work at home, work, or on the go. You can replay any program at any time. Tune in and be blessed. Hey there, I want to encourage you to download our app on your phone. You're like, really serious? Absolutely. We have some amazing things on our app, really convenient for you. We have today's program. We have opportunities to pray for you. We have places for you to give and partner with us. We also have things that will help you know what events are coming up and group tours that you could join, as well as a Bible reading plan, daily Bible reading plan. This app is super relevant, very convenient, and super helpful for your daily living with Jesus. We're so glad you're watching today with Marilyn and Sarah, and I'm thrilled to introduce to you one of our all-time favorite guests, Deborah Pagay. Thank you so much. Glad to be we here. We love you. Thank you so totally much. Totally good. Totally love good. You guys. Not everybody knows who you are, so can you give us a quick thumbnail, and then we'll get into some some discussion about money. Yes. First of all, I want to tell you that I love Jesus and I've been doing so for many, many, many years. I'm 71 years old almost, and I'm just loving him, love his word. I grew up in the South. I'm a CPA by training and have had a wonderful career in corporate America, but now I travel the globe uh, teaching the word of God, and I'm an author of 18 books, and I just love what God is doing in my life. <laughs> That's totally cool. And you wrote this book called 30 Days to Taming Your Finances. Money, money, money. Yes. What are we going to say about money? Because people kind of have a hard time with money sometimes. Well, first we're going to say <laughs> that money answers all things. <laughs> all things. There's 
things. You need money for things, all right? Things. It, it won't, you won't get you to heaven, but you, you answers things. all things. I also want to say, I want to put it in perspective, that I believe my husband and I have walked in integrity in our money. We've been tithers for mm -hmm. 42 years of marriage. We've never missed paying our tithes, and we say it to the grace of God. We don't know how we were able to stay that consistent because there were times it looked like an early on in our marriage where we might have needed to use some of the tithes to close a transaction or whatever, buying a house or whatever, but we never did. And God has honored our, our faithfulness, and so yes. I just want to say that. But it's God's will for us to manage our money well. I believe that he gives us money according to our ability. When you read the story of those, uh, the talents of five, four, whatever the number is, one talent, he gave to each one according to his ability, ability to manage. And so we want to prove to God that we're good stewards. We want to show him that we can manage more so that we can have more. Because when you have more, you can give more. You okay. can. You might be watching right now and you're struggling in your finances. Maybe you're like in foreclosure. Maybe you've had a bankruptcy stuff. Maybe you've got problems with your credit scores and you're just struggling. You've made bad decisions with your money in the past and it's intimidating to you. We want to pray for you that God would help you um, to overcome those, those struggles. And when you call, pick up the phone and call, grab your copy of 30 Days to Taming Your Finances. This is a massively practical resource. Oh my goodness. Practical. And Deborah, some of the things you talk about in here, um, clear the clutter, diminish your debt, ask for what you want, investigate your insurance. Like I was like, what, why would you invest? <laughs> what, what, what's that all about? So what, how, why did you pick some of those subjects? Well, I picked this particularly, I picked the one on insurance because some people think you just live by faith. You don't have to plan. Oof. But the Bible says a wise man foresees exactly. evil and takes refuge. That's what insurance is. <laughs> taking refuge, That's good. but the foolish one ignore it and they're punished. And there've been too many people, especially during the COVID pandemic that mm -hmm. uh, died and left their relatives who are grieving their loss to have to fend for ways to try to pay for funerals and all of that. And so we want to make sure that we, we, we begin to look at the insurance. I don't want to talk too much because I know that um, in many countries and you are all over the place, they may not have this difference between term insurance and, and, and uh, whole life, but it's important that you have an, at least enough insurance to bury yourself. And if you are somebody that others are depending upon for, your, for their support, you need enough money so that you leave them, not leave them in alert so that they'll have money. But insurance is for those you leave behind because you want to take care of a dependent or just somebody you want to leave a legacy to. But as a minimum, everybody should have insurance, at least for burial. And we've been through that a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, in here, too, you talk about educating yourself in finances. And that's one of the, the yeah. days mm -hmm. that you read in here. And I'm, I started looking through that because I was like, I wonder what you're talking about on <laughs> educating. And I was like, oh, I like that. You talked about the FICO scores. FICO score. Yeah, uh -huh. that one. Yeah. The car leasing, business deals. And I was yeah. like, that is so practical. Well, it is. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is power. You see, mm -hmm. if, if we don't know, and I'm, I'm particularly talking to women today. Well, I'm talking to everybody, but especially women. Because as we were telling earlier, 80% of the men who die, die married. That means they're leaving a woman to take care to of her. 80% of women who die, die single, which means they were already taking, having to take care of their own money. So a lot of people say, I don't have a head for figures. What is that saying about God's ability to reveal to you what you need to know? You do have a head for figures. You have a yes, head for you whatever you, you need a head for. In <laughs> particular, exactly. you need to be able to be financially savvy so that you don't set yourself up to be a victim. And so that's why it's important to educate yourself, even if that means you got to hire somebody, just sit with you. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 23, 23, buy wisdom, 
buy it, buy knowledge, buy understanding. So if you have to pay for it, if you don't have somebody in your life who can help explain things to you, pay for one hour, but maybe a CPA or a financial planner or somebody to just sit down and say, what do I need to be doing with my money? Where do I need to be going with this? That's cool. I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Very important. It is. And I think this about money. I started tithing. We lived on an apple farm and I sold apples. Oh. <laughs> and so my mother said, you need to tithe. And so I tithed. And I have been tithing from that time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if I told you my budget, you think, oh, my goodness, how do you live with that budget? I live with it because God meets me because it started with process. So you don't have to start up here. Start here and stay in the process and watch how God processes prosperity to you. I have to have a lot of money to reach all the people we reach every weekday. So call us and get five books and pass them around because folks, everybody deals with money. You say, well, will this book help everybody? It will help everybody. And you say, well, I do, Todd. But there are always new things to learn. So I listen to Deborah. I learn new things. I learn new things for my son-in-law. I want to be wise till the day I go home. Wisdom is so good, but wisdom for money is going to make you win, period. And so many people struggle with this, Marilyn, with, with priorities, like what should I do first? Or, you know, they'll, some people buy self-esteem, you know, they'll buy a fancy car so that people can look at I them know, differently. Know. You know, you got to really ask yourself, why am I doing this? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and be truthful, be truthful inside about your yeah. why. And, and, and I just, I just believe it's God's will, not necessarily for everybody, everybody to be rich, but we are, we have to have our needs met. We do. You know, we do. And I just believe that we can walk in that kind of abundance. Many people resist that. Oh, Christians shouldn't ask for money. How do you how do you think you get studios and places like this built with they, they don't donate this stuff to you? You gotta buy it. <laughs> you gotta buy it. So you need to just, you know, you need to have money available. And I was telling my uh, family the other night, I said, and make sure we try to give in those three levels of giving, tithes offerings and alms, you know, those good deeds you do for other people and understand exactly. the difference that you can't take the money and give it to Aunt Susie and that's your tithes. No, it's like, let's, let's keep it in order. Let's, let's be God honoring in how we distribute the money that God has given us. That's, that's very important. And then we can go on and start to invest. We can do that. We don't have to be fearful because let me tell you something. When you know you're a good steward, no matter what happens, you don't have, you don't experience the anxiety of people say, I wish I had done better. You know, Marilyn, many years ago when my job, um, my, my com company I worked for, they closed down. And I remember driving down the street one day and I said, God, because I hadn't found a job yet. I said, if you let me down, I'm telling everybody. <laughs> my husband said, God, that's her side of the car. Don't strike me dead. I said, because either God is true to his word or he's not. And you know what? He brought me through. He gave me a job that I wasn't even qualified for. Didn't even have a title. They gave me a 20% raise over my old job. And I, I sat in an office for a month with nothing to do. They were just trying to find me something to do because that's what God will do. I say it has... Prosperity has process. Yes. And so if you want to prosper, you start with the process. Oh, that's good. Then the process takes you to new levels mm. because God takes you to new levels of giving. Yes. And sometimes it's scary. You know, I've had God tell me to give a certain amount of money and I think, I don't even have it. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have to bring it. But because I've been in the process for yes, so many yeah. years, I can do it. And your expectation is that he will honor that. Oh, yes. Oh, I love that. Oh, yes. I love that. And, you know, you need to get the book. 
because sometimes we kind of get weak in it because we go through some challenges. And so you can read the book and face your challenges with faith. And that's what I want to do. Face my challenges with faith. And Taming Your Finances is 30 Days to Taming Your Finances is Facing Your Challenges. So get five or six books and pass them on to other people. And no, does God just give all the money to the mafia? <laughs> no, I don't believe he does. I believe he's made it for us too. I say too. I believe he's really made it for us. And we need to have it and we need to use it wisely. And we need to always be encouraging our thinking. I'm always learning. Don't stop. You say, I'm too old. No, you're too young. You keep learning all the time. Are you struggling with debt? Does it seem like you can't keep any money in your pocket? Let certified public accountant, Dr. Deborah Pagay, guide you to financial stability with her book, 30 Days to Taming Your Finances. For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you this guide to a healthy financial life, along with Marilyn's God's Plan for Abundance book, Supernatural Strategy CD, and Provision Scripture card, which will help you develop your own plan for success and recognize God's plan for you. For your gift of $59 or more, we will send you the Spirit-Filled Bible. This Bible will equip you to exercise the gifts of the Spirit and lay hold of God's promises, which include financial favor and wisdom. Let these resources renew your financial confidence today. Call or click today for this valuable resource. Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love, is on a mission to connect every one with the heart of God. With a passion for the Bible and the gift of teaching, Sarah brings a new perspective to articulate God's life-giving revelation to our modern moment. God's heart relentlessly reaches all our hidden places and changes us from the inside out. And Living Genuine Love is equipping people with resources and tools that empower them to walk in this intimate relationship with God. Sarah is a powerful scholar and spirit-led teacher with a gift and passion that takes her many places around the world to bring lasting change to each of us who are craving the transformative love of God. At Living Genuine Love, we're committed to seeing you walk in a vibrant relationship with God every day. Learn more about Sarah Bowling and her ministry, Living Genuine Love, by visiting sarahbowling.org or call us at 800-627-1995. Welcome back. Oh, you're going to love what you've been welcomed back to because it's taming your finances. 30 days to taming your finances. You say, is that possible? Oh, it's possible and probable. So you're going to love this program today. And Deborah, what made you write this book? Well, I wanted people to have a tool that would just help them something very simple because most people say finances are too complicated. This isn't complicated. It's written at a sixth grade level to show you how to make a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't like all the fancy technology, there are forms in the book. You just go there and fill them out That's so you can good. learn how to budget. And that was, that was so important. Yeah. I think things have to be made simple for me with finances. I don't have a real brainy mind. <laughs> you know, I got through... <laughs> all the math problems and the classes 
And I passed okay with B's, not A's, <laughs> with B's. But I tell you, you have a brain that can do it. So that's why I want you to help your brain to prosper. It's wonderful. Marilyn, I like what you said about um, when you uh, about the mafias aren't the, oh, they're, they're not the only people that should have money. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Integrity is so important, you it know. It is very it, important. It is important, and uh, I like to always explain what it is. It's integrating. Integrity comes from uh, a, a word, it, the word integer, which means a whole number. We tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, and we integrate what we say we believe and what we do. And a lot of Christians find it a challenge sometimes when they can't make ends meet to walk in integrity. But it is such an insult to God when we decide we're going to do something dishonest to make our way. Because mm. what we're really saying is, I don't think you're going to do it, so I'm going to make my own way, God. Exactly. I'm yeah. not going to believe you. I'm not going to believe you. I better make my way myself. And that's where we get in trouble. Mm -hmm. It's very dishonoring to do that. And you might be watching right now, and you might be struggling to make your ends meet. And you're like, I'm trying to cut corners. I'm trying to like figure it out. We want to pray for you that God would help you um, to make those ends meet, give you wisdom. So hop on the phone, get on the website. And when you do, grab your copy of 30 Days to Taming Your Finances. Massively practical, helpful resource. Gives you a plan, right? A, B, C, lines it up. It's really, really practical. The other thing too we were talking about, Deborah, I wanted to ask you about is this problem with enabling, enabling our kids and as it relates specifically with our money. How do you see that as a problem? I see it as a big problem. And it's funny, Sarah, though, usually you see it between a mother and a son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see that a lot. Well, you know, some and some men and their daughters. But you know what I said the other day? When we enable somebody, we disable them. So I always say enabling is disabling. Because now what we've done is interrupted what I say is God, one of God's most effective teaching tools, the laws of sowing and reaping. That when you when you when you sow something mm -hmm. bad, you reap the benefit or the consequences. Yeah. And when we just constantly bailing somebody out when they make a bad decision, we're 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 we're, we're disabling them. And we're shielding them from the consequences that they really need to experience. And so I just challenge parents to not do that. And how do you stop? Because it's hard to stop. You just can't stop cold turkey. And mm -hmm. and 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 an enabler's defense, every enabler is trying to help somebody. <laughs> they really are. They're trying to help somebody, help them avoid some consequences. But you got to love them enough to let them suffer the consequences sometimes. And so sometimes you just got to be able to give them some responsibility. If, you, if they live at home, at least you got to pay the light bill. <laughs> You know, that's right. good. Yeah, that's you, good. You got to do something. Excellent. You know? And and don't bend on it. You know, you got to have some boundaries. If you're going to do this, you got to do that. And all boundaries have to have consequences. And so that's how you kind of ease out of that uh, enabling syndrome. You know, I know we use this story of the five foolish virgins uh, as uh, about being prepared for the kingdom, but it's also a story of not enabling people. Because check this out. You know that the five wise virgins bought extra oil, and the foolish ones didn't. Well, when the bridegroom was coming and they said, oh, give us some of your oil. And I love it what the Bible says. It specifically says, and the wise said, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> they said, no, we're not going to give you any of our oil, but go and buy your own. And I thought, Jesus, that's pretty strong. This is your parable. But you know what the Bible says? And when they went to buy, while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came. Oh. What's the point? They had the money, but they didn't plan and the others are saying, we're not going to disadvantage ourselves because of your poor planning. No, go buy your own. We're not going to enable you like that. Mm. And so we just got to remember really that. Good. Yeah, we just got to remember really that. Good. Enabling is disabling. Mm -hmm. 
And so I challenge people because I mean, I have a, I have a brother who had struggled with drugs and I would just, you know, pay his bills for him. He had some money coming as an inheritance and I partial it out. And I'm like, you know what? You're teaching him not to ever think and to take care of his own business. So I stopped. I stopped cold turkey. <laughs> and guess what? He manages fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like it. I think, you know, another thing, too, that I think is really important in here, you talk about emotional spending. Ooh. Right? Yes. And, and oh. I think it's really important for our audience to kind of hear about that. What's emotional spending? It's when you spend because there's something going on on the inside. It could be anger. It could be boredom. It could be inadequacy. You got to ask yourself, when you're about to spend money that you know you can't afford, you got to say, what's driving this? And you got to name that emotion. Be real with yourself. You know, and especially during this, the, during the pandemic, people were spending out of boredom. They're just tired of being in the house. I saw the, the I saw that, uh, what's the Amazon truck going up and down the street? <laughs> my, look, they were, not, they were at my house every other day too. Let me just fess up. Sure. <laughs> they weren't just at the neighbor's house, but I was buying stuff for business. But all of a sudden I found, found a need for more things that I normally find a need for because I was just bored. I was just bored. And so you got to ask yourself when this, this emotional spending, is, is, it's filling a void. And you got to be honest about that. And so what are you going to do about it now that you've been honest about it? If you have to go to the mall and you want to walk around, leave the credit cards at home. Just take $20 or something. If you need to buy something, just, you know, keep it small. Stay within your plan because you're trying to prove that you're a good steward and you can be trusted with more. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you want more, more, more. <laughs> so that you more. can give more and more. Exactly. Yeah. So I can reach more and more and more and more people. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think, too, there's a piece of this that's discipline and self-control. And with our money, and we see this play out not only with money, but our time, how we how we use our time, uh, with what we eat. It's a discipline and self-control issue. And I would encourage you, if you're struggling with self-control or discipline, we'd love for you to hop on the phone and get on the website. We want to pray for you in that as well. Grab your copy of Taming Your Finances. And uh, Deborah, what have you found to be helpful for you in relation to discipline and self-control? Are there some keys for that? Well, yes. First of all, uh, I, I'm so glad that there's the fruit of the spirit called temperance. <laughs> <laughs> right. That when all we right. have the fruit, when, when when I always say the fruit of the spirit, you develop them by resisting the temptation to do the opposite. Mm. So when I'm tempted not to be temperate, if I keep resisting that, I, I develop that fruit in my life. But also when I have a plan, a goal. So you don't just spend money indiscriminately when you have a goal. And let's say your exactly. goal is to have an emergency fund equal to six months of living expenses. Now, people used to poo-poo that. Who needs that much money? Well, we all saw during the pandemic that we probably needed eight months or a year sure. <laughs> of right. expenses. Right. So when you have a goal and you'll say, okay, is this decision getting me towards my goal? Or is it taking me away from my goal? And then you just got to say, help me, Lord. You know, we don't have to live this life in our own strength. You say, Holy Spirit, please work the fruit of temperance in my life now help me not to spend this and then don't make provisions for that when i say don't make provisions don't put yourself in an environment that's conducive to you going against that mm -hmm. so that's important that's mm -hmm. that's how you develop the, the temperance yeah. to, to manage your money well i think my parents started me early you know because i i needed clothes i thought well you can buy them <laughs> what do you mean i can buy them and then I had a cousin who would give me her hand-me-downs, and they fit me. And then pretty soon she quit. And <laughs> so I started selling apples. But it was a process thing because I wanted to go to college. And my dad said, okay, but you have to pay for it. So, you know, I would say that they were very wise parents in how they did it. Yeah. And money is 
I think is a big deal to God, how you handle it. And I yeah. think for our children to not overload them, let them work, let yes. them learn to tithe, let them learn what money is about. And let and them see you spending it wisely. You bet. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And you can get the book. And I think the book will give you the plan you need to have and maybe the plan your children need to have. Because, folks, all your life you're going to deal with money, whether you like it or not. You are. You are. And I want to be a wise steward, and you do too. So call us. Get the book or books. Pass them on. And if you've got teenagers, it wouldn't hurt them to read this. You know, it wouldn't hurt them to make a plan because all your life you deal with money. All your life. So shouldn't you learn as quickly as possible so that you can be wise all your life? And I appreciate that my parents made me wise. So thank you for watching today. Thank you for getting five or six of the books and passing them on. Are you struggling with debt? Does it seem like you can't keep any money in your pocket? Let certified public accountant, Dr. Deborah Pagay, guide you to financial stability with her book, 30 Days to Taming Your Finances. For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you this guide to a healthy financial life, along with Marilyn's God's Plan for Abundance book, Supernatural Strategy CD, and Provision Scripture card which will help you develop your own plan for success and recognize God's plan for you. For your gift of $59 or more, we will send you the Spirit-Filled Bible. This Bible will equip you to exercise the gifts of the Spirit and lay hold of God's promises, which include financial favor and wisdom. Let these resources renew your financial confidence today. Call or click today for this valuable resource. We're so glad, Deborah, that you've talked with us and helped us on this totally important topic of finances. Would you pray for our audience, please? Yes, Father God, in the name of mm. Jesus, we thank you that nothing is too hard for you, and that mm. everything belongs to you. And Lord, I pray right now that you will cause us to become great stewards of your money, that we will spend it and save it according to your honor and to your glory, Lord. And we thank you that you will meet every need according to your resources. So Lord, all of the people who've been looking towards other things and other channels, help us all to know that you are the great source. You are the source and Lord, you can bless us through any channel you choose. So I pray God that every need is met in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that we will obey you in our giving, that you will cause us to walk in integrity, that we will be good stewards and we will help others, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You know, I thought God is putting something in your heart about giving. You watch this program. This program has a purpose for you. So I'm going to pray with you. So put your hand on your heart and say, Father, help me to learn and to practice from this program. Let it be real to me. Thank you that today is absolutely the best day of my life because I have learned how to walk in your plan of prosperity. And I won't give up. I'll pass it on to others. And thank you for this wonderful day of prosperity to me.